Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Prey is a new movie out now, a new Predator movie prequel out now on Hulu and I believe Disney Plus. Uh, written and directed by Dan Trachtenberg, the man that brought us 10 Cloverfield Lane directs this prequel of the Predator franchise. Uh, this is a movie that uh, is doing a lot of things different, I feel, than all of the other Predator movies. Uh, but one thing it's done different than all movies is that it has a, a full uh, cast of Native Americans. It takes place in, in 1719 uh, in the northern Great Plains. Uh, a Comanche tribe uh, is... is the focus of this film uh, where the predator comes down for the predator's first hunt at least according to the promotional materials uh, but it is a, a prequel to the predator movie and because of that because of its tie to the comanches it has a comanche dub for this film so if you want to watch it in the comanche language uh, you can do that on hulu uh, but it is filmed in english uh, so you can have the subtitles. The one thing I tried to, my intention was to watch this movie in the Comanche dub, but I didn't do that. I ended up watching it in the English version. One, I'm not a fan of dub. Uh, it, it just, I don't like the way it looks, even though a lot of this, they tried to make it fit the mouths a lot and, and all of that. I, I just couldn't like it. Eventually, I'll watch this movie. I'm definitely going to rewatch this movie, so I will watch it in the Comanche dub and just not even bother with subtitles since I've already watched the movie and know the, the, the gist of what's going on. Uh, another small criticism before I get into how much I absolutely love this movie uh, was in the Comanche dub, you don't have your typical subtitles. It is, you have to turn on closed captioning, which is annoying as well, because I don't need to have it tell me when people are coughing or a dog is barking uh, and that sort of thing. I just want to hear, see the translation. So minor, minor quibbles with the movie that I found to be amazing. At the end of the week, I'm going to be ranking my favorite uh, top five Predator movies, and we'll see where this one ranks. But I got to say to start off that I absolutely love this movie. Uh, this is a movie that really made me care about the characters in a way, not only in a way that Predator movies in general don't do, but in a way in which movies do not do. There were aspects of this movie where I was literally standing up cheering on the character there were little literal moments of this movie where i was crying like hard crying just like holy shit like this movie moved me and made me care and it is a predator movie this is a horror sci-fi action movie that made me care about the characters enough to get me emotionally invested in this the events of this movie enough to where I am viscerally moved. I am standing up cheering. I am sobbing. It is a great movie. This movie does a lot of things in addition to making me care about the characters. 
Uh, there's a lot of things about this movie I absolutely loved. I do not like the promotional materials for this movie. I think all the promos give away way too much of this movie. I went in blind. I did not watch. I'm not one to watch trailers to begin with. Even some of the posters give things away, uh, which I am disappointed in all of that stuff. Uh, but thankfully, I mean, trailers were everywhere for this movie. So there were definitely aspects that I had seen, little glimpses of this movie I had seen. But for the most part, I stayed away from all the trailers. I stayed away from all the promotional stuff. I am a huge fan of Dan Trachtenberg, not only from 10 Cloverfield Lane, but going back to his career in podcasting, part of the Totally Rad Show, uh, he is a very important part of the puzzle that brings me to be recording a podcast today. He introduced me to another podcast. He was a guest on the, he didn't introduce me personally, but he, from the Totally Rad Show, was a guest on another podcast called The Slash Filmcast. And one of the hosts of the Slash Filmcast, David Chen, wrote a blog on how he records his podcast, how he produces his podcast, which is the blueprint that I followed when I first started podcasting. And now, 14 years later, I'm still podcasting. David Chen is still podcasting. Obviously, Dan Trachtenberg has moved on to bigger and better things beyond the podcast world. Uh, but if it were not for Dan Trachtenberg... Inter recommending being a guest on the Slash Filmcast and recommending that the, the fans of the Totally Rad Show check out his appearance on that show. I may not be sitting here today, which I know there are critics and haters of me that would have preferred I never got into podcasting, but that's just not how the cookie crumbles in this situation. I am here, so deal with it, and I'm going to talk about Prey which I think is something that really solidifies Dan Trachtenberg as an amazing storyteller. Somebody that obviously has a passion for film, but knows how to make even a genre film like a Predator movie elevate beyond the pre previous films. I mean, this franchise, there are some garbage movies in this Predator franchise. Uh, and even the previous movie that was made by Shane Black, which I am in general a fan of Shane Black, I was not a fan of that movie. Uh, I think this is exponentially better in every way to the majority of the Predator movies. Uh, so enough of that. Let me get into this movie. I am going to be talking about specifics. I am going to be spoiling aspects of this movie. So I would highly recommend checking out the movie. It is available on Hulu. The English version is perfectly fine. I am excited to go and watch the Comanche version. I am definitely, I rewatched a specific scene this morning because it is a, this scene that like, that really got me. And, uh, and I, wa I had to watch it again. Because even just thinking about that scene would make me get emotional just thinking about it so it's like i had to watch it again before i record maybe i'll cry i don't know uh but let's get into it so I, our main character is naru who's this you know she's a comanche girl uh wants to be a hunter nobody believes she can be a hunter uh her brother is kind of like you know a good hunter he's kind of like the 
if this movie, like Dan Trachtenberg, uh, in an article mentioned that the main character Naru of this movie is would basically be a sidekick character in any other movie, but in this movie she is our main focus. And in any other movie, she would have been a sidekick to her brother, who is, you know, a great hunter. Uh, but she wants to prove herself. A lot of this movie is about proving yourself. Not only proving yourself to the doubters, to the people, to her tribe, uh, but also proving to herself uh, how she, she's constantly struggling with that, that, uh, that thought of, am I good enough? You know, she, she's like almost there but keeps falling short. And that is a big aspect of where this movie succeeds, I think is that the character in so many ways through so much of this movie is, is like coming up short, failing, but keeps getting up and keeps going. She believes in herself, but she has yet to prove it to herself. And in so many different characters throughout this movie, don't give her that respect because she hasn't proven it to herself. She definitely hasn't proven it to them. So they don't show her any respect, which if you're a fan of the Predator franchise, we've seen in many other Predator movies that the Predator doesn't really attack people that he doesn't consider, he or she doesn't consider a threat, which I don't know if there's female Predators out there. I don't know the gender specifics of the alien species of Predator, but they don't seem to attack people they don't feel are a threat. And there's an aspect of this movie where she doesn't get attacked in a certain situation because she's not deemed to be a threat at that moment. But as there are arcs in this movie, that is one of the arcs that I appreciate. It's also about a girl and her dog, right? Her dog who is, oh man, I forget the name of the dog, and of course it's probably not going to be up here. The dog is amazing. Apparently the dog was untrained, uh, prior to the filming of this, but you know the, the the dog was adopted specifically for this and trained specifically for this. I thought the dog's performance was amazing. Uh, you know, not and and this movie doesn't use the dog in ways that most movies use dogs as like that is the emotional center that makes you care about stuff. I mean, there is part of this where yeah, the dog is is part of that but it is really the journey of naru that really gets you invested in this movie in her journey in her fight for survival but also in her journey to like prove herself to everybody to the world to herself so the fact that the dog is there just adds like the dog is her sidekick in a lot of ways let's take a little break from the ray taylor show to promote my live art streams that's right i am an artist as well as a podcaster and i paint live every thursday at 4 20 pacific time head on over the best place ever for streaming youtube.com slash inspired disorder that's right every thursday at 4 20 you can watch me paint the many faces every week i paint seven new faces of abstract portraits ink on paper and you can watch that happen could hang out with me while I listen to a classic episode from one of my favorite podcasts. Head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and check it out. Say hi. Let's hang out. Let's have some fun. Let's paint some faces. Now let's get back to the show. So she's allowed to 
join in a hunt because she has these skills with tracking. She has these skills with medicine. So her brother convinces the other hunters to allow her to tag along. He knows that her desire is to be a hunter herself and to go through this thing where she hunts like there's this uh, ritual that they have to hunt a predator. They have to hunt while they're being hunted, which also plays into the whole idea of the predator because the predator, the predator is like a sports hunter in a lot of ways. Uh, the predator isn't really hunting people to eat. The predator is hunting people for trophies. And as we've seen in previous predator movies, the trophies tend to be skulls. The trophies in some movies tend to be the skull attached to the spinal column. In this movie, we see the predator taking a lot of different versions of skulls and spinal columns. There's this great scene that kind of introduces the, the predator to the movie in a lot of ways where you see this rat attack an ant. Like, you see this ant crawling on the predator who's invisible because of the, the tech or whatever, right? So it looks like this ant is just crawling in midair, and the, the rat attacks the the ant and eats that and then a snake attacks the rat and then the predator attacks the snake and takes the spinal column of the snake out there's also a scene where the the predator t does the same thing to a wolf and there's kind of a, an injection of new uh newness to this movie not only in the way the predator looks which i think is the best looking predator i think it's the coolest looking it's a very stripped down predator i mean this is a prequel so a lot of the weaponry and a lot of the tech and a lot of the armor hadn't been added to the predator yet in this version so we're getting to see like just a giant muscular human-like alien obviously the same kind of facial features but the helmet is different, still has the, the transparencies, the weaponry is slightly different, the armband is slightly different. Uh, he has a shield, which is new, kind of a throwback to what, you know, a previous iteration of the Predator might have. So it's, and there's also like this spray that the Predator uses that kind of melts the flesh off of the skull which is kind of interesting. And of course, there's, you know, there's a lot of classic moments, a lot of Easter eggs from previous Predator movies that are in this as well. Like a lot of the Predator movies, there's a scene where the Predator is performing first aid on himself. And this movie has a version of that, which I appreciate. This movie, like the skull and spinal column removal, this movie has different types of version of that. It's not just him removing that skulls and spinal columns from humans. It's him doing it from other animals that he's coming across. Because apparently this is his first time, at least according to this movie, according to the promotional materials. I think the Alien vs. Predator sets up that he was around a lot long, long, long time ago. But at least in this, it's supposed to be his first time. And he's kind of collecting these different trophies in a way trophy hunter uh that he comes across and of course he finds out that you know the humans are the apex predators of this planet eventually so you're seeing all those kind of standard predator tropes the first aid the taking of trophies all that kind of stuff which is pretty pretty interesting but you're also seeing on the other side on naru's side you're seeing some interesting stuff i love 
as I said, spoilers. I love that she, like, her main weapon is a hatchet. But when she goes out to do this hunt by herself, like, she fails at a hunt uh, of a lion, right? They go out to hunt a lion. She fails. She kind of has some success, but initially fails. Her brother has to save her. And she still believes in herself, and she's like, I'm going to just do this on my own. She goes out on her own. Her main weapon is a hatchet. And th through this process, she makes a rope to attach to her hatchet to make it, like, more effective so she can retrieve her hatchet a lot faster so she can, you know, basically launch the hatchet a lot more times instead of having to chase it down constantly because she's trying to kill these rabbits. And, of course, that's a success. I love the way that looks. I love the idea of it. Obviously, CG, n the real-world practical effect of attaching a rope to a hatchet and how well that would work, no. But we're in an action movie. So, you know, part of that. Also, another small, small downside to this movie is the CG animals. But I've watched so many movies recently, especially Indian movies, like from India, Indian movies, where all of the animals are CG. All the animals in most American films nowadays are CG. So I've kind of just gotten used to the fact that they're just not going to be able to do realistic-looking animals in CG. So some look better than others, but it's clear that all the animals involved are CG animals, the worst of which is a bear. There's this bear attack scene, which is still a stressful scene. Still, I think it, it executes that, that stress and that adrenaline really well, but clearly a CG bear. But whatever. I'm kind of used to the fact. I'm kind of just gotten over that being a major strike against movies these days when there are cg animals it's like i get it the dog is real so that's cool at least the dog in this movie is real but all the other all the other aspects all the other animals are cg which is whatever but the the hatchet and the rope thing is is cool like she's clearly a badass right it's not like she's completely incompetent and just has these blind beliefs that she's going to be a great hunter like she has skills and you see that with the hatchet and the rope which is pretty great she comes across a bunch of skinned buffalo, and at first you, you think it's the predator that's doing it. But of course, as we know, it was just fur trappers. Fur trappers become a big part of this thing as well. And the fur trappers add a lot of those kind of Easter eggs that we would find in other predator movies. Like them just shooting into the woods at random just unloading all of their guns which is you know in a lot of the first predator movie has a scene like that the predators has a scene like that there's a lot of times where people are just shooting blindly unloading all of their artillery into a forest uh and the 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 skin the skin trappers uh are doing the heavy lifting in that that aspect but uh, so she comes across these these fear these fur trappers, and that like adds another aspect to it, right? Like it 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 provides another thing that's out to get her. Also, another thing that the predator is going to be preoccupied with because he's not really like. There's the scene with the bear 
where the predator fights the bear. The, the predator kind of shows himself to Naru for the first time. And you see the predator just kind of not, she still has to escape, but it's clear that she's not really the threat. He's not really there to attack her because he doesn't feel she's a threat. There's also another scene where like the fur trappers kind of scare off the predator in a way because he's out to get them. Um, there's a lot of great fight scenes in this, in this fight, like set pieces in this. There's a great one. Not only the predator versus the, the bear, which is kind of cool, but also the predator ends up fighting her other hunting partners uh, from her tribe, which is pr like brutal, brutal fight scene, but also like well done, like interesting fight choreography. Inter like it's it utilizes the the different weaponry that that each person has it shows the predator fighting in a newer kind of way more stylistic way uh there's also set pieces where the predator's taking on the fear fur trappers which is pretty great uh there's a lot of great action set pieces in this a lot of great fight scenes in this uh which i really enjoyed but there's this aspect of it so it's like she's you know she's being hunted by the predator kind of she's trying to survive she's seeing that like her members of her tribe getting taken out and she's like constantly like just falling short and there's this scene right even like even the the musket from predators 2 from predator 2 has the the scene where the predator gives um God, what's his name? Uh, Donald Glover. No, uh, Danny Glover. Danny Danny Glover gives him a, a a musket at the end of that movie. Let me check the the name of that real quick. Yeah, Danny Glover. Um, he gives him a musket at the end of it, and we see the origins of that musket in this movie. And not only do we see the origins, we kind of that musket plays a like plays a role in this movie in more ways like this movie there are like things that happen in this movie and because i'm watching a predator movie i don't think that much of them because it's just an action movie and it seems in most movies that have references to stuff are just references to stuff they're just easter eggs for the 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 fanboys that are out there so they can be, you know, cheer on. Oh, look, that's the musket from which I did. I was like, oh, the musket from two. But it plays a role. Like there's even a moment where she falls in quicksand and has like major never ending stories vibes. And like there's all these aspects that end up coming together and meaning something even more at the end of this movie. Like this movie ends with like the end of this movie is so much smarter than so many movies where all of these things that we see along this journey we're like her collecting these different weapons along this journey she you know improves her hatchet with the rope she she gets this gun at one point she gets like this slap bracelet looking thing from the predator she kind of like it's almost like a video game her collecting these new weapons upgrading her weapons along her journey and we see her journey, how she's kind of struggling, struggling to get out of this quicksand, struggling with the bear, struggling with like the having to deal with these these poachers. And you see how all of those struggles come to 
means something at the end. You see all these weapons that she's acquired through this journey, how they all play into the end of this movie. And it's like, and, and you see how, how much she's lost. She's lost her brother. She's lost her, uh, the other hunters in her tribe. And she's still not been able to, and she still like has these moments of failure. But she still wants to prove herself. And there's this moment in this movie where it's like she's like collected these things. She just had this fight with the predator and her brother and she lost her brother. Like her brother sacrifices himself in order for her to kind of get away or whatever. And you see her like have all these things and she's gotten to the point. She sees in that moment, she sees there's one more piece of the puzzle, which is also another reference to another Predator movie because the Predator only sees heat. And in the first Predator movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character discovers that when he's covered in mud and the Predator can't see him. In this movie, she discovers that when she sees one of the fur trappers who she tried to give medicine to in exchange for learning how to use the musket. She gives this medicine that was, you know, she, she used earlier on that like makes you feel cold, but that feeling of being cold is because it, it slows your blood flow down so you don't bleed out. But she realized that medicine that makes you cold makes you invisible to the predator. I'm like, oh shit. Like one of many times in this movie where I'm assuming this movie's stupid, which is just not on purpose, but like it's just all these little things that have been placed in the movie before that kind of make sense afterwards because it's well-written movie. Where it's like, oh, the medicine, now she's going to be invisible to the predator and there's the scene where it kind of it's like the last 20 minutes of this movie and i'm telling you if you have not seen this movie go watch it before i talk about the last 20 minutes because the last 20 minutes of this movie are like the craziest roller coaster ride action emotions everything that makes this movie like Everything comes together for this moment. The whole purpose of her trying to prove to herself, the whole purpose of her trying to prove to everybody else that she, not, she shouldn't be taken for granted, that she should be feared. Right? You overlooked her, and that was your mistake. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the many faces. That's right, I am also an artist. I do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces. A new face, a new painting gets released every single day over at InspiredDisorder.com. So head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select images. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com, buy original art, Buy prints if that's your jam, if you want 8x10 prints on high-quality paper. Also, if you're looking to wear some art, there are shirts available with original artwork by myself. Select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form. You go to InspiredDisorder.com, you buy original artwork, 
you buy prints, you buy shirts, you're supporting an artist directly. And if you're the type of person that likes to invest in NFTs, there are also NFTs available for select faces. Go to InspiredDisorder.com now. And now let's get back to the show. And it starts, the scene starts where one of the fur trappers wakes up. And his leg has been cut off by that little slap bracelet thing that she got. Right? In the same way that that other fur trapper that she was trying to help with the medicine had his leg cut off with that, that little slap bracelet thing. She used it on this other fur trapper. And this dude wakes up and he's got rats eating at this bloody stump of a leg. Brutal. And you see Naru sitting by the fire, sharpening her stuff. She gives this great monologue of like, you overlook me. You don't think I was dangerous. You made a major mistake. And she's like putting blood down her chin. You know, she's putting her war paint on. Great taking the the medicine to be invisible this great moment where you're like oh shit like you see that naru has turned a corner you see that she is like fuck everybody this is i am going to show you how dangerous i am i'm going to show you how much you fucked up she takes the medicine and we see like this fur trapper he's struggling to get to his gun. And in that scene, you're like, oh, well, you know, she's like, you know, just kind of fucking with him. She's going to wait for him to, you know, pull the, the, the gun that's not going to work, obviously. And she's going to get him. And it's like, no, that's not what she's doing. She's literally using him to call the predator who cannot see her. There's this great moment where she steps aside. She hears the predator coming. She steps aside so the predator can just walk past. And she's using that guy as bait to not only lure the predator, but to get the predator facing away from her. So when the predator kills the dude, cuts his head off, gets the trophy, she's got the musket that she has now learned how to use, not too much, not too little, gunpowder. She points it at the back of the the head of the the predator and shoots the predator. Mask goes flying off. She grabs the mask, runs away. I'm like, holy shit. Here we go. Here we go. This is okay. She just shot the predator in the back of the head. Grabs the mask, runs off. She puts the mask in a place like we had seen her kind of prepping, tying stakes to a tree kind of like the traps that were set in Predator 1. And she puts this mask down. I'm like, oh, she's going to use that mask as bait to get the Predator. Traps are going to spring on him, right? She puts the mask down. We're like, holy shit. And then there's an amazing fight, right? Predator wakes up it's not a death blow it just like it just shot the the mask off predator's still alive but not happy doesn't have his face mask that has the laser sight on it doesn't have that anymore badass predator after naru she jumps from the top of the tree or from a branch of the tree that's featured there's a a similar shot of that featured 
in one of the posters where she's jumping and she hatchets the predator. Then she calls the dog to grab the hatchet and as they do, like she crosses, she, she digs the hatchet into his leg, wraps him up. I mean, this is after the predator is attacking her, right? She jumps off the tree where the, 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 all the spikes were. He runs into it. She, like, did a flip over it. This is after she's gotten the spear from the predator, and she goes to stab it. And he, like, while doing that, he cuts his own arm off with that cool shield, that retractable shield that he's used to decapitate people. There's a moment where he's almost going to decapitate her, but there's rocks that are holding the shield from closing all the way on her neck. And to get out of it, she tears one of his teeth off and stabs him. And then there's the scene where the dog, she puts it in his leg and she wraps the dude up, wraps Predator up in this rope and she jumps and pulls him down. And the pre- this is the moment where I stood up and I cheered, right? I'm like on the edge of my seat watching this amazing fight, watching Naru get in her blows. She's getting thrown. You know, she's taking abuse as well. But she s- s- sticks that hatchet in his leg, wraps him up with this rope, wraps it around his neck, wraps it around, like wraps them all up, jumps off, pulls him down. And you see this giant predator just teeter down, falling like a cut tree, and lands in the quicksand. And in that moment, I'm like, the quicksand! Oh, the quicksand! The thing! It wasn't just, oh, shit! And in that moment, like, she did it! Oh, my God, he's gonna, he's just... And then, of course, you take a beat, right? As I'm cheering, like, yeah, yeah, she did it! And then you slowly see him come out of the the quicksand. I'm like, no, she didn't do it. But that's not the reaction she has because she's way smarter than me. This movie is way smarter than me. Not only did it surprise me with her plan to get him tied up and fall into this quicksand. But she's like wanting the predator to come at her. He's like, she's like. Do it. I want you to do it. Like, she knows what he's going to do in this moment. And she's planned on it. And she knows. And I'm like, what is going on? And then he gets his little, you know, arrow shooter on his arm. And she's just like, bring it, bitch. And it's in that moment, I'm like, oh, shit. I was wrong. The mask wasn't to be used for bait obviously forgot about the mask after all this action i totally forgot about the mask just like i totally forgot about the quicksand she's like do it and then he shoots it misses her because he turns and he realizes that his mask that has the laser sighting on it is pointed at him and it and it's like the cathartic yell she has when the predator unknowingly shoots himself in the head and she yells 
I start crying. Because I was like, oh my, like she, not only did she prove it to, like, she like proved it to herself. She killed the Predator, which no movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't kill the Predator. Predator just kind of gave up and self-destructed himself. Most of the movies, they get away. Like, it's just a movie about surviving this Predator attacks, usually. Maybe there's a movie that I'm not thinking of where they actually kill the Predator, but I'm pretty sure it's one of the only times I've seen a dead Predator. And to see how brilliantly that was executed, I was crying. I was crying. And then you see her cut to her coming over the, the, the horizon to her camp holding her trophy of the predator head and having the war paint of that glowing green red predator blood on her face you know and telling everybody we need to bounce because this is not safe right now amazing amazing like that final fight scene and I'm telling you, if you didn't watch this movie before listening to me and me warning you that I was going to talk about spoilers, you need to watch the end of this movie. You need to watch this movie. Obviously, you're going to see all of the things that happen. You're going to know. Oh, wasn't that surprising? And maybe for some people, they saw this, this quicksand stuff. Maybe for some people... They thought, oh, she's going to use that. Sure, whatever. There's always those people. Oh, I knew Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Whatever, whatever. I didn't, nobody told me. I just figured it out. Okay, that's fine. It sucks for you. You didn't have the experience I had where I was blown away. Blown away watching this action horror sci-fi movie that is produced primarily garbage movies you thought that the, the intelligence of this movie was elevated in a way to where a character was going to outsmart the predator that's how it was going to end now there's of course a poster as well of naru with the green predator blood on her face which is literally the the spoiler of spoilers for this movie But whatever. I didn't see any of that stuff. I loved it. It blew me away. The The weaponry that the, that the Predator had I thought was interesting. It was new. Like so much of this movie felt new and fresh. It was filmed well. There's a lot of these top-down shots, which I think Tra Trachtenberg used in 10 Cloverfield Lane as well. But they, they worked so well. So, such wide shots, these gorgeous shots of the, the, the areas that they're filming that just really put you in that place the action was interesting and fun and great the the different types of characters were fun the struggle the overall message of her tr not only having to prove to everybody else that she is a threat but to prove to herself that she is as dangerous as she wants that she is the hunter that she believes she is amazing 
amazing. I absolutely loved it. Like, it nails all of the fanboy reference checkboxes, but does it in a way, and she, like, tosses her dad this musket, right? So this is not the movie where the Predators come back and get that musket. During the credits, there are these, like, uh, you know, like Native American art pieces that are telling the story of Naru, telling the story of the movie we just watched, but also continuing that to where the aliens come back eventually. So there's probably another story out there, which I don't know if that will ever happen. But this is not the story where the Predators get that musket. But eventually, at some point, Predators come back, obviously because they've been coming back for hundreds of years since this moment. And eventually they get that musket. Eventually. Maybe there's a movie out there where the Native Americans and the Predator fight against the, the, American, the Americans that are invading this country. Uh, may, who knows? And, the, and as a gift, they, they pass along that musket to the Predator. Maybe. It's like a, a sign. Because when the Predator gave it, it was like a sign of respect when he gave it to Danny Glover's character in 2. Um, but it's cool to see that that musket from one of the worst spoilers of where that might be ranked on my list. One of the worst Predator movies, Predator 2, uh, that musket callback is pretty great. But yeah, uh, like amazing. The casting was great. The dog was great. Uh, Amber Midthunder, who plays Naru, amazing. Uh, Danny uh Delagro, who pl- the dude who plays the predator great uh the dude who plays her brother dakota beavers great as well every aspect of this movie i absolutely loved i'm super excited for whatever i i love that this movie is getting a ton of praise online i love that i love seeing all of the people from the different predator movies or just Hollywood in general, throwing a lot of love towards Dan Trachtenberg because I think this movie, even more than 10 Cloverfield Lane, because this is a movie that for Dan Trachtenberg was like part of his childhood. You know, Predator, part of his childhood. A movie that he wasn't even allowed to see growing up and had to just imagine this world based on the cover art. I think maybe he read the the novelized version, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it was just based on you know, imagining what this movie was, just looking at the cover art, and then eventually, later on, actually finally watching The First Predator, which is an iconic film. And for him to come in and do arguably one of the best Predator movies. I've seen a lot of people rank this as number two. I've seen some people rank this as the best. If you want to see how I rank it, Go check out my top five Predator movies that will come out at the end of this week on Sunday. Um, but yeah, Prey is amazing. I absolutely loved it. Highly recommend checking it out on Hulu or wherever you can. Um, and I can't wait to see what Dan Trachtenberg does next. Amazing. And he co-wrote it, let me just say, uh, with uh, Patrick Asen. So both Dan and Patrick wrote this, and uh, 
I guess he's a producer of a bunch of stuff. Let's see, writing credits here. Prey, uh, Treadstone, he wrote uh, an episode. Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, he wrote an episode. So he hasn't, he's only done a few TV writing credits, and then he wrote this with Dan Trachtenberg. So either way, I absolutely loved it. I highly recommend checking it out. Prey. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.